Salutations, friends! Wait, who are you, and why am I tied to a chair? We broke in, and took over your podcast. Lucas, they tied you up too? No, I'm free. I, I <laughs> willingly came. Just you, Isaiah. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> Why would you only tie up me? I'm, I'm not tied up, actually. I was just joking. But I thought it would be funny since the voices other than ours, mine and Lucas's, started the podcast. Who are these voices? Would you uh, briefly introduce yourself? Well, hello. I'm Allie. I'm one of Isaiah and Lucas's friends here on campus. And who are you? Who am I? Oh, I am Nicole. I am also one of Isaiah's and Lucas's friends on campus. Or at least I'd like to think so. (laughs) (laughs) It might not actually be. (laughs) The jury's still out. (laughs) We just... No consensus has been reached yet. (laughs) We just made some bold claims and just hope for the best. So, what what are you two doing here? Would you... Pray tell. Pray tell. So, we are here to actually interview you guys. So, what? Well, yeah. Really? The interviewers become the interviewees. I had no idea. Oh, yeah. Yeah, wow. This is such a surprise. Wow. <laughs> yeah, so we asked um, some of your other fellow dropouts quest- questions that they want to hear you guys answer. But you asked them questions. They they sent us questions that they want you guys to answer. Oh. Thanks, Allie. You're welcome. I had no idea. Oh, wow. Whoa. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's a bald-faced lion. Um, folks, <laughs> if you're wondering why there hasn't been an episode in two weeks, it's actually because we tried to do this last week on Easter Sunday. Easter uh, Vigil. Easter Vigil. Well, it's liturgically did. the next day. Okay. Well, we tried and we, we did it, but our audio levels were so off that... Well, it just not was not worth trying to put in all the, the effort to save. So we decided to make a run-through again. It means, unfortunately, that we did know this was all going to happen. It means that we do know what the questions are, kind of. But, but Lucas, Lucas, you know how the spirit rolls. You know it's, how he rolls. It's fluid. It's fluid. It's ever unpredictable, <laughs> ever new. Our podcast right now has not begun at all in the in the way that our first one did. So I fully expect that the rest of the podcast will be completely unique. On that note, would one or two ladies lead us in prayer before we begin? I would love to. Allie, take it. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Come, Holy Spirit. Lord, we thank you for this time that you've allowed us to gather and chat about all the ways in which you have been moving in our lives, specifically in Isaiah and Lucas's lives. Lord, help us bring you glory. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. All right, folks. What's the first question? Bringeth it on it. <laughs> Do it, Nicole. Oh, okay. So, the first question comes from none other than Mr. Nate Herr himself. Nathan Herr. Let's go. What is something about seminary that you didn't realize you took for granted until you discerned out? Hmm. Lucas, do you want to go first on this one? Yeah, I'm going to change my answer actually from the last time. I'm going to say formation. Um, for twofold. So formation advising and formation conferences and then formation classes. And the reason is that those three 
gave me like an arsenal to reflect on, pray about, like incorporate into like, how do I become a better man to serve others better? And I feel like that was so ingrained into our schedule, into the daily lives. Like formation class was Wednesday night, I think it was. And then once a month, we did formation advising. Yeah, and just that like continual formation to like have it always be present to us. And like, here's more material to work on, to reflect on, like, where's it being applied in your life? Where are you failing at it? Where are you succeeding at it? What are the weaknesses that you're experiencing in trying to apply it? And then to bring back in my answer from last time was the fraternity is now missed as well. So as I'm being given all this material, how am I living that out in my community of like intimacy with other brothers? Yeah, and so like that, I would think those are the two things that I'm missing the most is like, here's the material, live it out. And now it's like, when I want formations, like, where am I going? Like, how am I like, I'm trying to find something to work on constantly. And it's gotten to the point where like, yeah, I'll find something and like, I'll rest in that for a while. And like, it usually is a lot more spirit led. So it's like, what is the Lord kind of flopping into my lap for the time being? Yeah, and how do I live that out with my community now on campus? Not just brothers, but brothers and sisters. And how does that take different forms between the two? Sweet. You know, actually, uh, my answer would be somewhat similar in that. Then I, I guess I'll just preface this by saying initially to this question, on the first run at it, I had said something like just the availability of the sacraments and then um, specifically spiritual direction too, that the constant presence of God available in ways other people just don't have access to them, specifically during the COVID times, such a privilege to have that always available. And then spiritual direction being something that everybody has access to as well. But my answer this time, just because I'm feeling prompted this way, and you were talking about how seminary provides, gives so much for you, it's just there at your fingertips, that now we have to look for in terms of formation and growth. I guess one thing that I've been reflecting on recently is just how much was provided for us to be able to even enter seminary or to even mm. be able to live there, to subsist there. Think about all the people that have been benefactors for the place, for uh, myself, j- just in college in general too, you could say. For everything in life, I'm so dependent on other people. But there's just been so much yeah, time and financial assistance and prayer given by everybody for us to be able to to be in seminary even mm. and stepping out now and having to figure my own life out in the, <laughs> in the real world, as they say, <laughs> having to pay for a place to live and food to eat and find occupation. I didn't have to worry about any of that being at seminary. And now I see just how much it was a, it's a gift. What's question two? Question two is from none other than Joseph Pickup. Joseph Pika. Pikachu. Pikachu. And the question. You ready? No. I don't know. Question I don't know anymore. He would like to ask is What have each of you learned from doing this podcast? Nothing. Um, <laughs> I, I found out that Isaiah is extremely hard to work with and just so. Lucas is just a pain <laughs> in my neck. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, what, what have I learned from this podcast? Okay, I got my answer. You know, I I said this before, and I think I'll say it again. I have learned from this podcast just how different Lucas Gerrits and myself are in a number of ways. 
in many good ways, just what our, our modes of operation typically are. And yeah, having to, to navigate that and work together on something, which I think has been better because of the different angles we come from. It's been a blessing. It's been cool to see how it's become something that it couldn't have been if either of us were doing it alone. Mm -hmm. I will agree with that. And then also add on the uniqueness of stories. Mm. As Isaiah was saying, like the different modes of operation that we function in and just even in the difference in how we came to seminary, how we left seminary, um, just that uniqueness. And then hearing the other guys' stories of their unique uniqueness coming to seminary and then leaving it and what they have done since then. It just is, it's, it's like looking at a piece of artwork and like just seeing the different strokes and different colors that come onto a piece of art. Like oh, snaps. Yeah. Snaps for that. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to leave it there. <laughs> okay. I got the snaps. That's all I was yeah. going <laughs> I'm just kidding. Next question. I'm not going to lie. It's a pretty spicy question because spicy. it's a twofer. <gasps> oh. Two for one. It's a two for one. Oh, I one. think I remember this one. So, I know I remember this one. These questions come from none other than Ethan Lacey himself. Ethan Lace Dog. Lacey. Bring him on. Alrighty. So, Isaiah. Yeah. <laughs> you already know what's coming. <laughs> yes, I do. Yes, I do. If you could see the cringe that just occurred. Isaiah? Yes, Nicole. Why don't you have a girlfriend yet? <laughs> this would be my answer, Nicole. I'd answer first by asking a question. Why would I have a girlfriend yet? Boom. That's angst. partially <laughs> that's partially <laughs> done. Wait, what did you say? I said angst. <laughs> <laughs> angst. Okay, so that's partially done in jest. But also partially because I think it speaks to something true. Why why am I put in a position of having to defend my position as if there's something wrong with it or as if something is the norm and I'm not in the norm or something is the expectation and I'm not in the expectation. That's a problematic approach, Ethan. Sorry, I just had to <laughs> snap call a little out like that. that. <laughs> yeah. Roommate. It's okay. I, I can, you can do whatever you want. You can take it. So that would be my first inclination is to actually just like tear the question apart. <laughs> Sorry. Not, <laughs> not, not, not so aggressively to, to, to critique the question. I'll just put it that way. But my response would probably be, in short, that the Spirit has not so prompted. Hmm. That's it. I mean, what more can you say? If he did, and I knew it, and I wasn't listening to it, I would have to honestly say, because I'm chicken. Or because, <laughs> and I mean, I, and I, mean I, I am, but I'm not saying that because I don't think that's the reason why. I don't have a girlfriend. And I mean, yet, just the word yet. It, I don't have one because I have not felt so prompted by the Holy Spirit. Hmm. That's it. Yet. Nice. Yet. <laughs> don't, don't even put that in there. <laughs> you put that, that in out. there. No, he, put that, he put that word in there. Oh, you're right. He did put that word in there. But you Come on, Ethan. Well. Allie, what's your question for Lucas? <laughs> Lucas, my question, I think, is coming full circle for you as you fast it many a time. So now you have to answer. Lucas, where's the ring? <laughs> I don't see why you're all laughing at this. <laughs> this is a serious question. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Let's yeah, hear yeah, your kind of, kind serious of answer, Lucas. I'm waiting for it to come. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Allie? 
<laughs> I ordered it already and it's coming. Right <laughs> Surprise! I, I would say a lot along the lines of Isaiah in some manner is... Out. <laughs> no, just kidding. I'm kidding. Keep going. Is that the spirit has not prompted and like all discernment, it takes time and delicate care to allow the Lord to speak into the situation and say like, this is what I've called you to. This is the cross I've called you to bear for the rest of your life. And then also discerning like emotional intimacy and like, do you guys vibe well? Um, all the different things that go into a discernment of marriage are at play and I just don't think that we are there yet and therefore we'll continue to discern together and grow together. Snaps for that. Wholesome. Um, snaps. Wow. Okay. I get the last snap. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. Keep going. Go on. Allie, what is the next question for the boys. The next question, the boys, gentlemen, <laughs> boy, is from my we mother. Are men. Okay. Who's it from? Boys, it's from J. Rob. Please refer to me as man. <laughs> I will not. Isaiah. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. Okay. Do you want to hear the question from J. Rob? No, maybe I don't now. Okay. I do. Yeah, I that, do. The question from J. Rob is: What is your biggest fear? J-Rob. No. No. Why? The dark. Let's dig deep. <laughs> dig it real deep there, Lucas. I really have this thing for anteaters. <laughs> well, but my serious answer now. Surviving. Yeah, go for it. Because no. I know everyone loves my serious answer. Answer. My serious answer is being tied down. <laughs> as Never we just as we come off the question yes. about what whether ring is Lucas. in what sense thank you for the clarification philosophy Isaac. in the sense that I don't want to be tied down to a certain standard of excellence I have come encounter with a lot of people in my life who says like this is how you be holy period um, and the, the, it's like here is the picture fit the picture period and it's trying to make a cookie cutter out of what excellence is hmm. and I just don't like the idea of that because it it's limiting. It says, this is it. Like, there's nothing beyond it. There's nothing past it. And to say, like, this is what it is means that I've achieved a state where, like, if I die, I go to heaven. Period. Like, that's perfection in itself, in a certain sense. And to say that you have that in this side of <laughs> living or existence, whatever you want to say, I would say is naive, almost. Um, arrogant. And, yeah, Perhaps. arrogant. Yeah. And so I would say, like, that idea of saying like this is what excellence looks like and as long as i achieve this i'm doing okay and also like what i was talking about with what i missed from seminary mm. of the formation like get into the mindset like i've achieved x amount of holiness therefore i don't have to grow anymore <laughs> i've achieved seven holiness so <laughs> i don't know how much you have <laughs> seven out of ten c's get to heaven <laughs> <laughs> c's get degrees as they say um but that would be my biggest fear is like getting to a point where it's like, I don't know where the next point is because that means I've stopped growing not only in holiness, but close to the Lord. My biggest fear. I think my biggest fear would be something like coming to the end of my days and when being asked to give an account for my days knowing full well deep down that I lived mediocrely and unintentionally and 
ultimately that I, I deprived being of what it was asking of me. And obviously myself of the excellence that God was calling me to. So those are the sorts of things that, yeah, that, that frightened me a little bit. Not that I'm frightened, like quaking in my boots every day, doing something wrong and messing up. But ultimately that's, it's kind of a, it's a fear that doesn't manifest itself so much in trembling as much as in a kind of, uh, I don't know, a spurring onwards, an invigorating fear, I would say. Motivation. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, because, yeah, gee, it just, I don't, that would be such a terrible way to end up. Hmm. Yeah, that's how I'd end it, I think. What's the next question? <laughs> <laughs> so the next questions are actually... Are they our questions? They are our questions. Oh, that's Whoa. right. I forgot you guys that's had right. questions. Because, folks, we had one more dropout to to give to, to offer us a question, but he didn't get his question in to us on time. We took it. So, Allie and Nicole, we have given this the final slot, the final fifth position to, to ask a question. Because there's two of them, we thought each of them could ask one question. So what are your, your two final questions? I can ask mine. My question is, what is your most fun memory from seminary? Most fun memory? Yes. <sighs> or just one that sticks out to you. You know what? Whenever we did end-of-the-year skits at the seminary, that was pretty darn fun. Not only to see everybody in the house in a like completely de-stressed from finals or homework mode, we're just there together to have fun and to... To watch, you know, watch some creative things. So there is not only that atmosphere of watching everything, but then also being part of some of it. Uh, being a performer in some of the skits was was really, really darn fun. One, okay, I've, I've got to tell about this one just because it's, it's so good. One of them was a, a video that I made with one other seminarian. This seminarian's name was Jack Swake. Jonathan, we call him Jack Swake, from the Diocese of Peoria. He's still in. We just so happened... To, to discover junior year that I enjoyed stage fighting. I was in theater. I've got a, I've got a bit of a theater background. And he enjoys acting, putting on putting on different personalities and voices. And beating people specifically, up. Specifically, I think he liked the, the, macho, the, the fake macho man, angry, I'm going to bash your face in kind of character. <laughs> and so mm. we were able to combine those two things that we love to be <laughs> and love to do. And... What we ended up doing was getting really, really good at doing fighting in the halls and getting all up into each other's faces and pretending to be so ticked off, like in real time in the most random of places so that passing seminarians might actually get a little bit freaked out. We, we practiced and practiced and then we decided to make a series of videos that in this larger film, we, we, uh, we positioned so that it looked like the faculty had caught this all on tape. And these were the different instances they had seen with their with their different cameras throughout the seminary. And uh, yeah, so we just had a string of the, the worst altercations where every single one of them, I got completely beat up yeah. by Jack Swake. And uh, he got to walk away acting like a bully, a thug on top of the world. Follow up for you then. What was your favorite fight scene? Yeah, scene from your film. Favorite fight scene. I think getting getting whipped off my chair with a chair <laughs> that, was, that was pretty fun. <laughs> I remember those; those were fun. I enjoyed watching, and like, yeah, it's very true that 
if someone walked by and didn't know what was going on. Because that's how I actually discovered about it. Like, I walked out of my room and there's Jack's were kicking Isaiah on the ground. <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah. The seminary fraternity runs... Yeah. <laughs> Listeners, you might not understand, but when you live with a group of guys for, I don't know, like six months... Uh, nonstop. <laughs> <laughs> you start to develop weird <laughs> relationships <Bonds>. and... <laughs> yeah. It's all healthy. It's all healthy. Don't worry. Rooted in Christ. Rooted in Christ. All of it. All of it. My favorite my, mem- mem- memory is from none other than Father Schaefer. We were in his Thinking theologi- Theologically class last fall, and what was it? Um, I think all the staff was gone, and it was just Father Schaefer. And so he was celebrating Mass for us in the morning, and then we had a test in his class later that day. And he goes to give the final blessing, and he goes, In the name of the Father and the Holy Spirit. <laughs> in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And, like, actually, no one said anything, but, like, he, as he was processing out, he got, like, halfway down. He's like, all right, just, just quit trying. And we all, like, broke down laughing. Like, <laughs> we were trying to hold it in until he left, and he just called <laughs> us out. I remember that, yeah. And then in at the test that day in his class, one of them was, Describe the sin of Arianism. <laughs> which is denying the divinity of Christ. And so I just put Father Schaefer on the end of it as a joke. Like I gave an actual answer, but I just put Father Schaefer and he's like, you suck. <laughs> um, Father Schaefer was just a, such a joy to have in the house. Honestly, I think a lot of my favorite memories revolve around him. Mm. Just because like you walk by and you like throw something at you from inside his office. <laughs> and he goes, what? What? Oh, yeah. Why'd you do that? <laughs> it's like, you threw it. He's like, hey, nah. What are you looking at? What? Huh? Yeah, he's just, he's a hoot. And like him in formation class is just a cool time too. Mm-hmm. Allie, I hope that answers your question. Great, thank you. <laughs> Nicole, so, bring it on. That's me. Okay. So my question for you two. So you guys have talked a lot about your growth within seminary, but I'm curious, how have you grown outside of seminary since coming on campus? Nicole, I can answer that question right away. How have I grown? I would premise this this answer by saying first that we are, as humans, from the Catholic perspective, we are body-soul composites. Hylomorphic beings is is another term for it. Okay, quite. This means that (laughs) (laughs) what happens to our bodies influences our our souls, our spirits. You know, they're intimately connected. How have I grown? Well... I have grown in that something has grown from my face, namely a beard. In seminary, <laughs> in seminary, you're, you're not allowed to grow a beard. You, you have to be clean shaven. And so, so when I was out of seminary, it was like, for the first time, I can actually start to grow facial hair. So I thought, I'm going to grow a beard. I'm going to let this, this, this thing that's so characteristic of, of masculinity particularly mature masculinity. I'm not, I'm not, I'm going to let it go. I'm not going to shave it down. When this beard was able out to grow, when I was given the freedom to grow, I felt like so too, something internal, something spiritual, something metaphysical was allowed to have some freedom and some room to expand and mature in ways that it hadn't before. Uh, obviously paired with the, just the, the unpredictable place I found myself in with the uh, having to make a lot of decisions and having to kind of figure things out on my own. Then I didn't have everything so clearly laid out in front of me. The time of wandering, a time of mystery. There was, uh, there was just a lot of 
I guess, autonomy that I had to develop, especially in the summer. I didn't have an assignment, so I needed to figure out what, how, when I was going to pray. I needed to figure out, you know, what I was going to prioritize. I, was gonna, I had to figure out all sorts of things. And the beard was growing with me in that process. And so, it, to me, it's kind of a reminder of the importance of being wild sometimes, the importance and the, the blessing it is to, to be in that, in that chaotic mystery that is all part of growing in holiness. So why'd you shave it? So I shaved it. <laughs> so, so you can't hear this over the podcast because beards don't make a noise. But I, I just recently shaved my beard. And, you know, if, if beards did make a noise, what sound would they make? I think it would be something like this. I think that's what the sound that beards would make. Anyway, I, I shaved it because I just felt the spirit prompt. No joke. I, I was approaching Easter, and when Easter happened, I was thinking, I've got a pretty long beard right now, but I'm going into the warmer months. I ran out of beard oil. I, I That was an important factor, too. But then <laughs> it, it was, was like, financial. <laughs> it, was, it was purely economic reasons. <laughs> no, And then I was like, you know, it's in time of rebirth, and... It seems like you can appreciate all the seasons. I'm talking for a lot. I'm sorry. I'm talking for a long time. You can appreciate all the seasons of the year specifically because they, you know, there is something predictable about them, something familiar and kind of comfortable about knowing that they're always going to be coming back like a family member that you get used to. But there's also something beautiful about how they transition and they fade and they change and about how that makes them kind of have a rarity to them. You can't take them for granted because they're only there for a short amount of time. You have to wait before they come around again. I was like, you know. Maybe I'd be able to fully appreciate the gift that my beard is and the gift that my clean-shaven face is if I gave them each their own season and then they came in their proper time. Hmm. That wow. was probably way more than you wanted to know. <laughs> but that's what I would say. It's it's all been tied up with my, my beard. metaphysical beard. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful answer. Wonderful. I haven't grown at all. I'm still the same guy I was a year ago. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Um, as Isaiah finished with the seasons of change and growth, that's how my growth goes at times. Like I'll come into a season of like focused intently on in prayer on a certain subject, uh, a topic of some sort. But then uh, that then takes place in like how do I live? As he said, like we're hylomorphic beings. As things happen in our soul, they should come forward in action as well, and vice versa. Like when I do something, it affects my soul. And two things that are prominent in my heart since leaving seminary and have been freedom and masculinity. First off, like the freedom of like, how do I have self-mastery so I am able to freely give myself more? That came, I think, three weeks after I like officially discerned out. It's just this idea of like, am I re- legitimately free to give myself away? What does it mean to have authentic freedom? And just contrasting that to like what the world was saying of like, freedom is do whatever you want, whenever you want, however you want to do it. Yeah, and so, like, like the reality of, like, that's not what authentic freedom is. That just means I'm a slave to my passions. How do I satisfy myself and never think about the other? And so, like, how do I have freedom in serving other while being master of myself and being able to tell myself no? And that, I want to say organically led into the reflection on masculinity, but I definitely did not. It was very much like trying to snap bones to get me there. Because it... <laughs> It's a painful analogy. <laughs> yeah, I know. Growing pains are a real thing. Yeah. Sometimes more severe than other times. Or crippling pains. <laughs> <laughs> my my reflection on masculinity didn't start till probably this semester. 
it revolved around a lot, like, thanks to Brian Kusick. <laughs> shout, Brian, out to shout out to Brian. Shout out to Brian if he's <laughs> listening. Kusick. You're a great man. Principal <laughs> yeah, Because he invited us to do a St. Joseph fraternity. I think he laid seeds in our Bible study in first semester. But, like, he drove it home in our St. Joseph fraternity of this, like, what does it mean to be an authentic man in different aspects of masculinity? And then that was coupled with some theology of the body that I got from seminary. And then how do I live that out now in my relationships with other men, with women, with my girlfriend specifically? Wait, who, who is that, Lucas? It's Allison Lenz. Allie Lenz? Shout out to Allie Lenz. <laughs> Wait, oh, oh, hey. You hi. mean like the one that's sitting right next to me, yeah. Oh, so that's why it was really oh. awkward when... She asked about the about ring. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's only awkward if you make it that way. I'm sorry, I made it awkward. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> but yeah, so like it's, it's how do I apply those new reflections in my day-to-day life? And allowing those to take deep seated root in my action. I think that's the big thing is allowing spiritual insights or reflections to become an action and then that action to become a habit. And hopefully one day I'll be characterized as a man among men and not a boys <laughs> to men. <laughs> Amen. Snaps. <laughs> Snaps. Striving. <laughs> oh. I guess that brings us to the end. We thank you, Allie, and thank you, Nicole, for joining us, for posing these wonderful questions, for being our moderators. Thank you for allowing us to be your moderators. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I'm really glad here at the end of things that we were able to get some feminine voices in on the podcast. I realized recently that, yeah, this podcast has been consisting only of, of men so far. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But thank you, Allie. Thank you, Nicole. And thank you, Lucas, for being part of this. Thank you, listeners, for being part of our podcast journey. We do appreciate all the support and all the prayer you've, you've given us. We hope that this this podcast has proven a blessing to you. We hope that you uh, continue to mine and reflect on its contents in the future. We wish you all the best. Adios. Peace. And love. And joy. And hope. And faith. All the fruits of the Holy Spirit. Oh, you're just cheating. It's like seven <laughs> at once. <laughs> and fear the Lord. <laughs>